horse legs and the stiletto of horses. You're so poopy. You're poopy. Parks and Rec is not scientific research, Rebecca. Welcome to Centaur Stage. The premier centaur-centered podcast. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Andrew. This week, we're going to be talking about clothing. What do centaurs wear? What do they have to wear? What do they want to wear? Do they wear? Do they wear? Yeah, there's a lot of logistics trying to think of, like, what is... We have to go back to the beginnings of society, as we often do in these conversations, and figure out why do people wear clothes, and why don't animals wear clothes, and where do centaurs fit into that? Um, Andrew has a lot of knowledge on the history of clothing, so he will probably be talking a lot in this episode, which he does anyway on this podcast. I have but, many things to say, but... This time we have a good amount of research, which we don't usually get that much into. Um, so we have some cool stuff about fashion history, if you're interested in that. Alright, so I want to start us off, before we get into before we get into stuff, I just... I have an intro question for you. Go Rebecca. ahead. Or maybe it's a it's a mm-hmm. thought. It's not a question. Shirt covers the nipples. Pants cover the genitals. Yes. Yes. Base purpose. Art is it? So, is it the nipples? What else is it? I thought it was just like for warmth. I mean, at least we'll get at least that. for breasted people. Then yeah. My my, my base point. I feel like when we talk about centaur clothes, if we're talking about a centaur wearing, like, full humanoid clothes, people want to have them in two pants, one shirt. Mm -hmm. And I'm making the argument that due to nipple coverage, even though the front legs of a centaur are functionally legs, they should be treated as arms for clothing's sake. Two shirt, one pants. Two sets of arms, you're saying, exist on a centaur. For these purposes... Out of the anatomically, six <laughs> anatomically, uh-huh. yes. So functionally, no, but anatomically, yes. So if this can't be for the whole, like all situation, I'm pushing a two shirts, one pant, full outfit for centaurs, as opposed to a two pants, one shirt. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the the clothing we're already conceiving of two armholes is beyond something we've ever seen in the in the natural world oh yeah like shirt two armholes you're saying i'm imagining a polo shirt (laughs) it's just like you think it stops no it keeps going down here i that's this is the question i guess would be is it is it one shirt with four spots kind of like it's like a onesie and then you're wearing pants in addition or Mm -hmm. is it two individual separate shirts i don't know I just feel like I was thinking about it today and I was like, what does the shirt do? Obviously warmth, but like shirt covers the nipples. And so I feel like if you're following humanoid rules, then both the hum- the human torso and the horse torso have the nipples, cover the nipples, shirts, mm-hmm. or free the nipples, but either way. Right. Um, so two shirts or one long shirt? That is the question. But only the back has the genitals, which really like if you're so that should be the part that you have to cover, right? For mm-hmm. like respectable censor society. <laughs> okay, we have to, we have discussed one micro topic on this. <laughs> I know, but it was really hot in my mind, and I needed to get it out. I was really scared I'd forget. It, it. is a hot topic. So, origins of clothes. You got yes. like fur. 
right? Warmth. Mm. In general, a little bit protection, right? Protection from the elements. From the elements, protection of your genitals, mm-hmm. you know. It's sensitive areas. Yeah, just pragmatic, <laughs> like, yes. makes sense. I wonder, wait, this is kind of off topic, but I it. wonder if our media portrayals of, like, early humans, cavemen, having little loincloths, if that's just because we couldn't show peeing on TV, or if they actually did wear loincloths. Yeah, I mean... Is it our modern conception of bodies that's dictating this? When did they start wearing clothes? Yeah, no, I guess I see what you mean. Because it's a, it's a whole lot of engineering that you're doing really for like a, a minute coverage. It's really mm-hmm. like, like if, if it was warmth and protection, then like go for a whole skirt, not a loincloth. Mm. I feel like there's a purpose with like racehorses. They wear like those drapery things like to um, keep them focused around their eyes and to, you know, identify them. But I'm, I'm sure mm-hmm. it also has a purpose for like um, warming in sports <laughs> the way that people wear sports things well i know like like they have like like coats for horses that are more like sort of a almost like those like moving blankets you know the mm-hmm. ones that are like quilted that you toss over stuff so you don't break mm-hmm. it but like those are thing for horse um i also found a website called sleazy barb horseware and sleazy barb designs costumes for horses oh God, yes um, we gotta tweet this and they're a delight but that's horses wearing clothes. We're not talking about horses yet. We're talking about centaur. So, early centaur, right? Warmth. Mm. Presumably the main part you need to keep warm, right, is the humanoid part. And I guess the question... Because we don't have fur? Yeah. Well, the question then, because I've seen some depictions that sort of have more, and this is the hemispheral autonomy, where, like, a more hair-covered humanoid... Mm-hmm like regardless of who and i've seen that so that could be part of it that maybe centaur do have sort of head to toe more of a coat but it still feels like you got some skin going on there Mm. so like base clothing cover the human part keep it warm right also horses can get sunburned so clothing protection can also be on the other end it's not just the cold can also be about like keeping you out of the sun so that you're not in danger there but then you get out of like the pragmatic like it's like that's just you know not dying of cold but what got us to here to the the clothing that we now wear to clothing yeah um probably fashion the innate desire for fashion all right <laughs> y- yeah can we assume that that would be shared yeah yeah for like i, I mean, if you imagine different like um like tribes or groups uh, having like a sense of community and identifying themselves, seeing who is, so who might be enemy, what do you think who came might be first, friend. Fashion or like social dressing, like modesty or fashion? How are they different? So what's the difference? Clothing being developed because cover them, put on a loincloth because cover them genitals. No one wants to see that. Or, clothing being Mm -hmm. developed because like i like like adding things to make yourself feel fun like putting on i don't know necklaces and stuff like that and then eventually became Mm. and the added element of modesty Mm. uh if we think about like other species like birds they be having 
plumage to attract mates. So that's more like self-expression, I feel like, would pop up quicker than social convention. Like, first there has to be... Humans are so bland. Well, sure. (laughs) There has to be, like... um, There has to be something to exist for someone to make rules about it. You know? Someone has to do something people consider wrong for it to be a rule. To her to be wrong. You see what I'm saying? No, I can see that. So I think it would probably be, like... Starts with, I'm cold, put on a fur. Mm-hmm. And then somebody's like, oh, oh I could style this fur in a certain way. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I noticed when you style your fur, you like, you left your, your breasts exposed. Like, what's up with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the fashion would have to happen first before someone had an opinion about it mm-hmm. to lead to society. Mm-hmm. <laughs> protection. So protection, you get into like armor. I guess the question would be, what what are centaur doing? You know, because we usually think of them as archers, and that mm-hmm. that doesn't really require that much armor. You know, because you're firing from far away, you're dodging, you're a horse. Well, it that's does cool. if someone's firing arrows at you're dodging, you. You're a horse. That's cool. <laughs> you gotta have something. Okay, but like that's what I'm saying. Like there's there's like the sort of like the minimalist. So mm-hmm. you got like you know, leather tunic type deal. Maybe you're doing the sort of the horse blanket on your back half. But that's about it, right? Mm-hmm. So, or if we're talking like centaur going to war, which is what got us to this podcast, then do you need your full armored centaur? Because that's a concern on a movement basis. Centaur already shouldn't be able yes. to move you, well. You you got it. They have to have something. I'm imagining like, I mean, you know, horse armor existed. We've all seen war yeah. horse. <laughs> It has to be something, I'm thinking of the way, like, snake scales, like, kind of, like, move into each other, you know? So when -hmm. when something is moving, it can collapse and expand as needed. Like, that's kind of a type of, like, chain mail sort of thing, I think. Like, plates that slide. There's, like, that approach, or, like, what I've also seen is sort of just, like, caution to the wind with those areas, you Which know, areas? so like horse areas with areas that need to move. Mm. Like I've seen one where they've got plating on the chest of the horse, like the part mm-hmm. that's up front, because mm. like that's going to be the easiest to strike. They've got like, well, I guess I don't have a head there or a horse head. They've got the regular standard human armor. They've got the back covered and sort of the easy parts there, but that like the legs and even like the shoulder area would be left pretty exposed. Or maybe like a slight something draped over to kind of like do your best, which is sort of like like wearing like a bulletproof vest. You know, you're not really protected, but you're sort of like this is the best I can do without it being cumbersome. Yeah. Um, the other problem is that like what we think of as most like deathly deadly to a horse is if their legs get fucked up. How yeah. are we going to armor legs? That seems like the tiny little spindly things. There's got to be something. Yeah, it'd, it'd be something that almost gives sort of like less mobility, mm. but really lets you like dig in and move without being hurt. Like almost like a dig in, like a brace. Well, yeah, like, you know, you can you can put your plant your feet and mm. not worry about breaking them. Because I do. Oh, I've so seen you're thinking some photos. To, to like reinforce almost reinforce yeah rather than just protect them because there's some like fully plated down the legs as well 
in images of horses or imaginary centaur 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 okay um (laughs) and we'll be we'll be tweeting these these image boards i've made yes um wait do you have a weird name on pinterest or did you show me someone else's centaur pinterest i show you someone else's centaur pinterest (laughs) board like what is this name no like henry danger or something (laughs) (laughs) no i just was like i found it and i said well, I'll just send you this instead of saving it all to another Pinterest and then sending you that. But then I did save it all to another Pinterest with more. But yeah, so I think... I don't personally think that that's the best... I don't know. I mean, the legs issue we've talked about, like, on and on, it's just... How fruitful is it until somebody's Mm -hmm. actually going to fix it? But... I could see a world where you sort of, like, add bracing, and so you have, like, less mobility, but you're not as at risk for either being attacked to the legs or, like, Mm -hmm. hurting yourself, you know? Like, there's a reason you don't go to battle in high heels. Horse legs are essentially the, the back parts of high heels. The stiletto of... Of, 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 legs. of horse. stiletto of legs <laughs> of horses horse legs right. and a stiletto of horses okay so we've addressed legs and chest yeah the, the connecting point would be the weird spot because like that has to be so reinforced because that's where your midriff is that's that's where all your exposed parts are but i think it's just it might be along the lines of that sort of that chain mail or that snake scaling that would allow sort of more movement just because yeah because the human part can't it has way more mobility and um like hands gotta be hard to dodge as a centaur right like because you you, you're only like so flexible it depends where like how low or high the incoming object is if it's higher up i think it'll be easier to easier to dodge yeah if it's at that middle section they're screwed yeah, because you're just body. I mean, I think I think horse legs have the ability to like weave. Yeah, like zigzag. Bob and weave. <laughs> but um, that middle section where the horse neck would be and human waist, that can't have yeah much mobility at all. Because it's not like you can just sort of like le- lurch to the side. You're gonna lose your footing. Mm-hmm. Like you'd be top heavy. Okay, actually no. So so using the. The reinforcing legs mm-hmm. motif. Um, can you think of other clothing adaptations that would utilize centaur effectively and would sort of like uh, some something that centaur would invent in order to make their lives easier? Um, like the one thing I think uh, that I think of a lot and I've seen is sort of like instead of a purse, having some sort of bag system mm. on your back because it utilizes the fact that you can carry things easily hey, hey, and you just turn sa- to get them you saddle know? bag saddle bag oh my god what's insane is i just thought of like a crossbody saddle bag and then i realized <laughs> that it would be where the saddle is you put it on your back you get two of them now it'd be like doing the crisscrossing oh yeah that's definitely an advantage to centaurs is how much they can carry oh absolutely i mean that's what we talked got... about last week what but what else like okay so you got like saddle bags mm. you got we need saddles. to talk about clothing itself oh yeah <laughs> sorry we're still on armor but now i'm thinking of like how does it go how does it go how go on how 
how it go on. Well, shirt goes shirt. Yeah, yeah. Done. Done. Um, Got it. I think that's probably a significant reason why you mostly would see horses in the little, just the little drape, the little blanket on their back. Because, you mm-hmm. know, it serves the protection warmth function without complication. But, like, I mean, when you get down to it, like, when you when we're talking about, like, civilized centaur who may choose to um, put on outfits, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Maybe there's a system of closures underneath that you just sort of, like, almost like, kind of, kind of like with dogs. Like, you don't really, like, it looks like they're wearing a coat even though the bottom part's kind of exposed. But that'd be hard to, fa- you'd need, a, like, a friend. You can't do that. I don't think a centaur can get dressed themselves if they're dealing with the horse part. So maybe clothing for the horse part really isn't a priority unless it's for like looks or fashion. Okay, but I want to jump us into a centaur human society. Horses got a big old, a big yes. old situation in the back. And generally in society, having your penis out is not acceptable. What are centaur gonna what, do? What what are centaur gonna I, do? Because I feel like you can't just like can't just look away. I don't think they care. But the, do, do we care? It's not what, up to us. What would be centaurs. what would be workplace attire for a no? What would be workplace attire for a centaur? I think you just dress up the top part. Dick out. Dick out. Unless you're worried that you can't control your butt and need to poop on the floor. In which case, they gotta wear a diaper. <laughs> I love, I was like, isn't it kind of weird to just have your genitals in the air? And you're like, only if you're scared of pooping. (laughs) Only if you're going to urinate or defecate on the floor. We had, hold on, we had an interesting question from one of our listeners about like what, like how the brain would control different parts of the body, right? Does that relate now? Well, I'm thinking about pooping. (laughs) Like, would it just happen naturally as a horse would do it? Or does the human brain have autonomy over butt? I really hope the human brain has autonomy over butt. Because that's not an involuntary function. To horses, it is. I don't know for horses. It is? Probably. They don't... Or do they just not care? I think they're just not socialized to care you about think of a horse. I don't think it's involuntary. I don't think horses can be trained to not poop on stage. If they're in a play... <laughs> I feel like it's happened. It happened. I think in that's the problem with the the horse's problem. It doesn't care about you. You can't make it care. I think the horse. So if go. the horse wanted to, if the horse wanted to, it could absolutely. No. no is pooping so. a voluntary action for horses? This is related to clothing. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of reading we'll agree to disagree i don't care <laughs> so you think i don't what know. evidence is there to support what you are saying about horses that other animals have control over if their they're bodies? trained to by humans okay have you ever tried to train a horse to no poop? but in parks and rec it pooped then, on the stage parks and rec <laughs> is not scientific research rebecca miniature horses can be house trained so, so why are mini horses, I guess they I think, have them as pets, celebrity horses. Roy Rogers had Trigger, his horse, house broke, 
that means poop. So there you go. Oh my god. Oh, professional equine grooms. My horses urinate with a whistle. Thank you for sharing. Oh my god, they have drug testing for horses. <laughs> That's okay. Okay, so maybe they can okay. be potty trained. So maybe they can be I trained. Eat my hat. Which would make me think, eat it. Eat it. <laughs> eat it. So human centaur could poop when it wants. So I don't think that's a real issue unless you have like severe dietary constra- constraints. They don't even have to wear stuff on their but back. Their penis just swinging. But it's not in a way that's vulnerable. Okay. You're just thinking like for social purposes. I'm thinking mainly for, for social purposes. And I I don't I don't know the answer. Like I think the little blanket system works because it kind of just functions like a skirt. They could wear a little just a little cod piece. I, you can't get back there though. No, yeah, again. They can't. If they're wait. wearing clothing on the horse part, it's unless it's did like we a. Did you talk about this? What we can't, you can't wipe. We did talk about you can't wipe. It's actually the the hard cut at the beginning of Ep Four. Oh, that's. <laughs> Why are we so poopy? Why am I so poopy? You're so poopy. You're yeah. poopy. <laughs> <laughs> so like, social clothing. Social clothing. Like. I, I'm sticking to the fact that it's only top half social clothing. They could have something draped on the back that might go long yeah. and cover the genitals. I think I think drapes drapes are a real yeah. a real selling point for me, because I just I don't know, I I think it's weird if they're just poo bear in it. You well, know? it's weird to our human sensibilities, but centaurs don't. Yeah, have but that. this is a centaur. No, I'm not talking about centaurs in their own society. I'm talking about like when we're living alongside centaur. Mm-hmm. Because we're both We'd have presumably to to equally intelligent. Culture. Like, like you know, there's some some cultures that don't cover the boobs. Mm-hmm. And if you, like, laugh at that, then you're insensitive. So we have to learn to respect that their peepees be out. Okay. That's a good way to phrase it. <laughs> yeah. It's just a different I mean, culture. no, that was a really, really weird and childish way to phrase it. But that was a, a good what, point. What, saying peepee? Peepees, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Did you think clothing would be the most bathroom talk episode we've <laughs> no, had? Because I, I did didn't. Not. I thought we would be way more. Really thought genetics would be. Really thought genetics would be the issue. We have room for uh, even more. Oh, we can go yeah, worse in in episodes about when human you look at relations. Oh yeah, I was gonna say here. I was like, when you look at art of centaurs, and it's always mm. like armor, but sexy armor, and I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> is this? Yeah. Okay, so clothing, but you did say. Um, doctors yeah okay this is okay a lot of this a lot of my questions draw from the centaur art i was looking at of mm-hmm. centaur wearing clothes um and so the question would be like professional attire not like workplace professional but like clothing that serves some sort of purpose mm-hmm. so like there's an image of like a doctor in a lab coat but he's not wearing anything on the horse part cuz that's absurd shirts but the the problem being like like we wear you wear scrubs and lab coats mm-hmm. as a protective feature so yeah, like sanitary yeah are you just leaving the front of the horse exposed that seems that seems bad having a horse in a hospital to quote John Mulaney <laughs> seems problematic no because that's I mean, first to of school. all first of all the hair though all over the body like you doctors put their hair back you mm-hmm. can't cover all that hair unless you had some special 
Scrubs like, made. What? It's like fishnet stockings, but it's a hairnet for your entire <laughs> body. Like and a, it, every yeah. chef is wearing like like a chef coat and then just a hairnet over the rest of them. Yeah, like a like a sock, <laughs> like a big sock. Um, I could see, you know, the ones that are like 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 a the smock scrubs. Like usually it's like the plastic one when they're in the ICU. Mm. I could see that mm. because you just put your arms through and it kind of drapes in front. So yeah. you're at least like what's directly dealing with the patient is protected. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I'm not sure about what. But humans don't have all that going on back there. Like it's not, it, not, <laughs> not that much is left uncovered. <laughs> like yeah. centaurs would leave a lot There's uncovered. Whole... Or you do the, uh, the wall and the gloves. You're in a whole separate room. That, that, that's, that's it. That's a lot of infrastructure to accommodate centaur doctors. Yeah, but they did the schooling and mm-hmm. I want to believe that, think about how many like disadvantages the centaur probably had to overcome in terms of mm-hmm. like university style seating. They're not going to mm-hmm. fit in terms of like prejudices against the centaur learning human medicine. Like they probably had to overcome so much. They are probably the best in their field for just how mm-hmm. hard they had to work. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to make every accommodation possible to make sure that I have, like, the best doctor working on me. That's fair. Plus, they offer a unique perspective, and I think that can be important. Like what? I don't know. Maybe there's... Uh, maybe a human contracts a disease or has a physiological issue that is more akin to a a horse than to most humans, and so all the human doctors are like, we've never seen it before, and the centaur's like, oh, yeah. You got bad angles like a horse. I got you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I really like how much faith you have in the centaur life. If you can't trust centaur, what do we have left? So wait, we didn't even come to a conclusion on that. Unoccupational? Other than they need to be in another room. <laughs> I'm reasonably comfortable with the smock scrubs and like a blanket thing over the, top, the back. You're, you're comfortable sort of... with it, but how about the health inspector? Chef. The health inspector is incidentally also a centaur, so... Yeah, but so they know. They know how nasty that can be. We're talking about a barn animal. (laughs) (laughs) Not not that centaurs are barn animals, but the rest of them preparing your food. Yeah, okay. I think the, the issue I run into is more... It's less about the centaur preparing the food because it's just like different counter height. It's Mm. just a human doing it. The issue comes in when, like, they need to get stuff. Because mm-hmm. it's like, like you're at, like, a prep station, and you turn around, and now you have a swishy horsetail that just, like, hit everything. That's where the, that's where the issue is. Oh, my God. Pony tail. A little hairnet on your butt. Pony tail. Pony tail. Pony tail. What are you... Pony. No, what are you looking for from me? <laughs> I know. I I understand. Ponytail? Yes. What about but, it? But it's the yes, theirs are in that pony. shape. Pony. Yes. It's on the pony. Yes. They gotta put their hair back. Wrap it up in a little bun. It if it's in a bun then it's not a ponytail. Centaur tail. Centaur tail. Centaur tail. Centaur tails. <laughs> Yeah, I love that one. I would love to see if we could do one episode without making 40 references to really (laughs) obscure shit. Okay. 
So, I mean, we've kind of ruled out a lot of the clothing that would require getting dressed, but, like, I think you either need someone else to dress you or a very complicated system of rigging that you could, like, step into and, like, pull strings and it pulls up your thing. Well, if we think about formal attire, um, a lot of women's attire back in the day required, like, a maid to do it for you, right? Yeah. So maybe the same thing would go for formal attire for... Centaurs. Yeah, mo- like you're you're getting more of like like a tailor like is sort do. of building the yeah. clothes on you, not just that like. Yeah, I think yeah. that's for a centaur. It's pretty much anything but casual. Like y- this is not a casual thing because mm-hmm. it is not easy. You don't yeah, throw on a pair bother? of sweatpants when you're a centaur. Like that's a five man operation. Yeah, they gotta at least have some them like having a big piece of cloth and then you wrap it around the back and then you do all the buttons on top and that's kind of the same thing as like a lady having someone lace up yeah her corset. would they have corsets i was about to ask you that <laughs> so i mean you can corset the top the human part easy because that's right. that's exactly where it is but would you would you corset underneath the horse rib Let's cage talk about this why don't you introduce your bustle your bustle thing okay i have the theory or I, I think the theory is fun to explore that bustles, which is um, the historical costuming that is like a large ass, basically. A big round ass. You have a skirt that is intentionally um, poofed out on just the rear. Um, and I think it's interesting to explore if the bustle was originally designed after seeing a centaur mm-hmm. wearing a dress and thinking, oh... I like the she's so pretty and it was an effort to mimic imitate the silhouette of a centaur wearing mm-hmm. a dress or alternatively which is probably the more conspiratorial perspective to take um bustle skirts were actually introduced and were the way in which centaur were able to infiltrate human society underneath the guise of just following fashion attire but are secretly that's a full-ass centaur just walking on Mm -hmm. by and you're like that's a tall lady with an incredibly large bustle how strange how quaint yes this is a theory you came up with a long time ago and it does go into the centaurs are real theory and have existed among us yeah going along with that that means that centaurs have influenced our fashion and would I think that one's more interesting because I think that makes more sense that mm-hmm. like we would because a lot of like in general fashion evolves as an adaptation of some influence like uh-huh. you see something and you think oh that's interesting like when women started wearing pants mm. they they drew inspiration from um eastern cultures because they didn't want to come off as threatening to men so if you were wearing, like, if you tried to style it off of a man's pant, then men are like, you're trying to steal our clothing. So instead, they they appropriated this other culture's style of pantaloon, mm-hmm. and that way they were able to sort of start to introduce the idea. And it was more about their ability to travel and move and be comfortable and less about, like, stepping on men's toes. So, Yeah. So I think it's, like, a neat idea to think about that, like, in the same way people would see something and be like, oh, that's neat. I want I like, I would like to look like that. I, I, I think it's really cool the way that 
the skirt falls where it's, it's more gathered in the front and thinking about how you could recreate that idea. And then would centaur fashion be influenced by humans? I mean, I think that's the main thing we were talking about today of like, you know, would a centaur try to wear pants because they like the way it looks? Mm-hmm. When we talked about um, housing and like infrastructure, we said that it pretty much had to be centaurs dictate the way things are and we adapt to them. Yeah. I wonder if the same thing would happen to fashion. Would we start exposing our backsides? I was going to say, would that create a less um, body-scared society? And if we consider that they don't come from the same, like, mm-hmm. the same puritanical view of, like, the body and how it's sinful and all that, I I think that would be a positive effect on our culture yeah being like yeah this is this is how i was born and doing it your way would be so inconvenient to me because it's already like it's inconvenient to humans at times i mean obviously like we get cold yeah that's like the reason why we have clothes Mm -hmm. but like you think about sort of like the required coverage Mm -hmm. when it's like summertime that's yeah. that's inconvenient and even like as as trends themselves evolve like wearing tight pants is inconvenient that was not designed with movement in mind right and there we always find adaptations like instead of having um layers and layers of skirts the hoop skirts invented mm-hmm. to like find a way around it so things that are wildly convenient even if they are a trend in fashion they don't stay yeah. for long now i want to know if we're talking about a horse human centaur society do horses also is it like a, a meeting in the middle where centaurs are sort of the emblem of clothing and horses also adapt somewhat or do we all lean more towards one way or another would horses start wearing some some embellishment because centaur and human I don't are i think so Dogs don't voluntarily dress themselves, despite living alongside humans. Okay, but but the um the sea urchins, they do the put hats, hats on their head. But yeah, that's that's independent of us. <laughs> they didn't see a person with a hat and thought that that should. That's fair. They should do that. I f- I mean, I think that would be too much conflating centaur with horse. Maybe we would know how better to dress our horses. Because we don't have that many good options right now. Yeah. We did in the old days when horses were part of our lives. Like, if you think of, like, Napoleon on horseback. Mm-hmm. He's probably he's a good-looking horse. That was a fashionable horse. But we don't really give a shit about horses anymore. And we don't want to try. But if centaurs um, revolutionized that yeah. for us. Bracelet on horse arm, anklet, or bracelet? I think the nipple argument states bracelet. And we've come full circle. Yeah. Okay, one more thing. Horseshoes? Horseshoes. Have you done research on horseshoes? God, no. I forgot. Yeah, me neither. Me too. Um, <laughs> but horseshoes... They're, they're put it's on, It's insane right? to me that they're... Yeah, yeah. Like, it's a fabricated product. Are, they're bad. They're, they're a bad creature. Badly designed as we've yeah. been through. So one of the images I was looking at has, like, designed horseshoes. Mm-hmm. They protect a horse hoof from wear. 
Um, the hoof itself is insensitive, uh, so they nail it right in there. Um, Interesting. Yeah. No, it's it's weird to me that it like it can wear down so easily, but that it is. Yeah, I think we have elongated their lives. I mean, and we've also put a lot of shit on their backs and wore them down yeah. ourselves. So, I think it's nice that we considered their feet. Would there be? fashion horseshoes though where it's not just yeah they might have like full shoes yeah if you're nailing it i mean the thing that sucks is you wouldn't get to like change it out like day Mm. to day it'd be more of like a seasonal thing but like well you know how uh in sometimes in like cheap costumes you know this you can put like oh like a spat a cover yeah a cover on the shoe spats they would definitely have spats yeah but then i like you still have to kind of choose like like it's like you know oh i want like the sneaker horseshoe like i'm gonna i'm doing mm-hmm. a lot i want that that absorption or like right. i want more of a a flat a flat horseshoe i want a, i want a stiletto i want a stiletto because i don't <laughs> care about my life the integrity of the shoe would have to be something that is useful and like comfortable and like functional oh, yeah. but the superficial part of it would create trend would be its own trends like the, really, i want to like i want to see designs for for horseshoes horses can't wear high heels <laughs> that's that's very held back thinking rebecca i don't know how they would. i don't think they could I think do they, it no they could probably wear they could wear platforms i don't think they could wear high heels because a high heel they go about toe the heel the high heels about the tilt they would fall down so much no, they, they, it would need to be they could wear platforms i think yeah, they can wear platforms. You know, if you're if you're a centaur and you feel like you're not tall enough, we've got an answer for you. If you're a centaur drag queen and you're not wearing high heels, you're not doing centaur drag. <laughs> okay, concept though. Instead of actually wearing high heels, it's a centaur drag queen who just has like like the fake legs, like the uh, Lord Farquaad and Shrek the Musical legs in front of her, <laughs> and just like a yeah. big curtain over the back. <laughs> and they're like. No, my drag's not about, like, being a woman. My drag's about being a human. That's my drag. Yes, that's drag. We're all born centaur and the rest are drag. <laughs> so next week, we're going to be talking about centaur society, but this time a centaur mm-hmm. society with humans and horses. So mm-hmm. the the whole family back together again, very genetics-based society, you know, you fucked a horse and now you need to start a family together. Um, so thank you for listening to Centaur Stage. Yes. And uh, yeah, we'll get into those relations because it'll be a fun and sticky subject. Um, so let us know your centaur centered questions and opinions at Centaur Podcast on Instagram and Twitter and email us at centaurpodcast at gmail.com. Um, we really appreciate the feedback. We've started getting some already. Tell your friends about our podcast um, and get into your own centaur-inspired conversations. We promise it's really fun. And as we always end things here on Centaur Stage, don't <laughs> a horse. Clip-clop. Clip-clop. <laughs>